Hey, you know, if you have your notes and you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel 17 with me. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. And as you're turning there, I want you to tap your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. I'll tap your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. You ready? Now turn to your second choice. Your, your, uh, your, your, your not so favorite. I'm just kidding. Your not so best friend and say, hey, neighbor. I'm sorry. You're actually my best friend. All right, okay, that's it. All right, so here's what I need to do. First Samuel 17, uh, we're going to be in verse 16. Uh, if you have your notes, here's what I want you to title my message. Uh, and because we're diving into the last enemy, and that enemy is words. Everybody say words. Man, words are important. And you know, we're going to dive into that. Uh, but first, um, let me uh, tell you some, uh, a cool fact. Did you guys know that when uh, bulls get angry, uh, they see red? And that one's for Wren. Everybody waved to Wren. I'm just kidding. She's going to be preaching a short sermon on that in a few weeks. So y'all get ready because she's fixing to bring the house down. Uh, she's been asking me questions about anger. And I've been praying for you and your household, Wren. I'm just kidding. No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. But hey, uh, let's do this. Everybody, let's stand up to read the word of God. 1 Samuel 17. We're going to be in verse 16. So it says this. For 40 days. Everybody say 40 that's a long time, right? That's about a month and a half, right? All right. For 40 days, everybody say 40 days. Every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. Pause right there. Does anybody think they know who they're talking about? Who is the, the Philistine champion? Does anybody get just Goliath? Okay, good job. All right. All right. Verse 17. Let's read it. It says this, verse 17. One day, Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and ten loaves of bread. Who in here loves some bread? Come on. I'm talking about Olive Garden, uh, the, the Olive Garden, Texas Roadhouse. Go, come on now. Right? You know, the, the, the cinnamon butter Texas Roadhouse. Hallelujah. Right? Right? And carry them quickly. Everybody say quickly to your brothers. Next verse. David left his things with the keeper of supplies. Well, that dropped down to verse 22. What happens? You see... Uh, Pretty much what happens, you see something happen, but uh, I'm skipping down for a reason. David left his things with the keepers of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. Who in here has got a sibling uh, in here? Who in here loves their siblings? Okay, okay, you don't have to, you know what, you can be honest. You know who in here, sometimes you just want to smack your siblings, just be honest really quick. All right, who in here has an older brother who thinks they know everything or an older sister or brother who think they know everything? All right, who in here has a younger uh, brother or sister who think they know everything? Who in here has ever hit their brother or sister before? Jesus, touch them right now, Father. <laughs> I'm just kidding, right? So he went out to greet his brothers, right? Next verse, verse 23. As he was talking with them, Goliath, everybody say Goliath. The Philistine champion from Goth. Everybody say Goth. Could you imagine, like, 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 could you imagine a football team nowadays being called that? We're the Goth, right? I don't know. That's weird. Gath? It's actually Gath, but Goth. Okay. Uh, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. Let's pray. Jesus, we ask that, God, that this morning, Father God, that we will uh, hear your voice. God, I pray, God, that we will take this word, God, and place it into our hearts, Father God, that words do matter, Father. That, God, words are important, Father. And so, God, right now, God, we lift you up, God, and, God, we ask, that, God, that you will do a great thing, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You guys can sit down, and as you're sitting down, give your neighbor a high five really quick. High five. 
And I'm super excited about today. So let's talk about this really quick. Pastor Brock, you're talking about words, and then you just talked about how 40 days, 40, you know, 40 days, Goliath comes out, he taunts and all that kind of stuff. Like, where are you going with this? You know, because usually when you speak about David and Goliath, you talk about how, you know, David, this little boy, right? Here, Kale, stand up. David, this little boy, right? Everybody say, hey, David. Sit down, sit down. All right, okay, you see you see how David, you know, you know what, you know what, he, he gets a rock, right? And, he, and, you know, he hits Goliath with it, and, you know, he, you know, he conquers the giant, right? And it falls down, and you know what, and you know what, and you know what we talk about how, like, you know, we can conquer giants, right? You know, because who in here believes that we can conquer giants in our nation, right? Not, not, not physical giants. I'm not telling you to go to Shaquille O'Neal and hit him, right? All right I'm, I'm, I'm talking about spiritual giants. I'm talking about like the, 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 the abortion epidemic, the, 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 the vaping epidemic, the suicide rate, the depression rate. And Pastor Brock, what are you talking about? Why are you talking about this, this, this Goliath? And you know, as I was preparing, you know, because I, I'm fixing to dive down to verse 32, but before I got there, the Holy Spirit checked me for a second. Who in here has ever had, you know, you're sitting there in the moment and you're reading your word and the Holy Spirit just like, right? Or maybe, you know what, you're talking to a friend and it's like that gut punch, right? And, and this is what happened. Uh, the Holy Spirit gut checked me because as I was reading this, how long was they, how long did Goliath come out and taunt the Israelites? 40 days. Could you imagine waking up every single morning and hear somebody talk trash to you straight, like for 40 days straight? I mean, some of you guys who have siblings, okay, you know what, we, we get it, right? I'm better at 2K, I'm better at Fortnite, oh my gosh, my makeup's better, right? I don't know what you girls, you know, debate and talk about, right? But for 40 days, everybody say 40 days. 40, 40 days. Let, let me tell you something really quick. After 40 days of somebody waking up, like for example, if I woke up, and Gabe was talking trash to me the entire day, I think I would have to step in and do something by at least the second or third day, right? Right? You know, if, it, come on, let's be honest real quick. Tommy, if somebody's talking trash to you for, for 40 days straight, you'd already probably given in by day five or six, right? You probably, right? I don't condone hitting, by the way. I don't condone starting, I, I don't condone any of that. But, Pastor Brock, what are you getting at? Is that the Israelites were known as God's people, right? The Israelites were who? They were God's. They were God's people. They were known to be victorious. They were known to take over the land. They were known as conquerors. But they allowed themselves to be taunted by Goliath. And the Holy Spirit checked me, and he asked me a question to tell you guys. And you know what? I want you guys to write this down and to get ready. Because here's my question for you, youth. What giants have you tolerated? What giants have you allowed for 40 days? Maybe not for 40 days, but you're maybe for a few years or, or maybe for a season or maybe, you know, in your entire life. What giant have you allowed to speak to you the way that it speaks to you? You know what? What giant, right? We're talking about words and we're talking about insecurity, but the Lord wanted me to address this. What giants do you allow to taunt you? What giants do you allow to taunt your family? What giants do you allow to taunt this nation? You know what? We are called to be giant killers. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on now. I could... I could dive in and, and, and you know what, make this my entire message, but I didn't. We are called to be giant killers, not giant listeners. 
I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. We're called to stand up to what's wrong. You know, we're called to stand up in the face of abortion. We're called to stand up in the face of the suicide rate. You know, we're called to stand up in the depression rate. You know, we're called to stand up to bullying. You know, we're called to stand up to these wrong things and not listen to it. We're called to kill it. We're called to, you know what, to conquer. We're called to overcome. You know what? And a generation that listens to their giants will continually be defeated. What giants have you tolerated? What giants are you putting up with? What giant comes out and taunts you every single day? Yet again, I'm saying don't go up to Shaquille O'Neal and punch him whenever you see him. Or like for me, it was Big Bird. I hated Big Bird. That dude's like nine-foot duck. Like could you imagine a nine-foot duck coming up to you and like, oh, hi. No, man, I'm swinging. First day, I'm swinging. I don't care. You know, hey, you know, you're, you, you know what, Sesame Street fixing to get the cops called on him. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. Gabe, please don't cut this out of the podcast because I think, I'll, why don't I want somebody to animate that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a, sorry, ADD moment. We're called to be giant killers, not giant listeners. You know, you know what, we're called to conquer. And you know what, youth, there's something that I want to speak into you today, a word of encouragement, a charge, right? I want to speak this into you, Ava. You know, I, I want to speak this into you, and I want to speak this into you, Isaac, is that, is that you are called to be the difference. You aren't called to listen to the giants. You're not called, you know what, don't, ooh, I'm, I'm going to say this later on my message, but I need you guys to listen to me. You're called to start generational, you know what, you're called to start generational blessings and, and end generational curses. You know what, you're called, you know what, to be the difference. You're called to make a difference. And you know what, the thing that the enemy wants to do is to wake up, is for you to wake up every single morning and to be taunted. And you know what, for you to feel down. Because we know that words matter. You know, I'm fixing to dive in that words do matter, Right? Let me give you a couple things really quick. Number one, words have power. Words have power, right? Words have power. Proverbs 18.21, I want you guys to write these things down because you need to keep it. Because, you know, whenever you're going through something, you know what, we can reference back to it. Words have power. Pastor Brock, what are you talking about? Proverbs 18.21, it says this, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life, and the talkative person will reap the consequences. Proverbs 18, 21, another, de- another translation says this, the power of life and death lies in the tongue. Your words have power. What you speak can happen. What you speak against can happen. What you give life or what you give death can happen, and words have power. So 1 Samuel 32 through 33. And this is my charge for you guys this morning. It says this verse same with 32, 33. says, don't worry about the Philistines, David told Saul. I'll go fight them. So Pastor Brock, what, what's happening? Well, David comes up and he, he, he gives the bread to his brothers, right? Amen. We love bread. Amen. Right? And you know what? He he asks about Goliath. He asks about everything. And you know what? He, he, he eventually says, he, he says, I'm going to kill it. This dude was like five foot tall. Like, <laughs> I could have made a joke. I stopped myself. Thank God. Right? <laughs> this dude was this this dude was little. Like this dude was your age, right? He was your age. Or about. And you know what? He says, I'm gonna kill it. So he ends up going to see King Saul. And David says, I'll go fight him. Verse 33. It says this. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine possibly when you're only a 
Everybody say that word, boy. A boy, right? Boy, right? <laughs> you're, you're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Pastor Brock, I, I began to dive into that. And you, I began to look into that. You know what? Because, because you know, they, they viewed David as a boy. You know, they viewed David as a boy. They tried, let me give you a list. They tried to diminish who he was. They doubted his calling. They viewed the outside, not the inside. They judged him physically, but didn't see the strength that he had spiritually. We know that in 1 Samuel 16, that when Samuel comes and anoints David, there's there's a big verse, I believe it's 16.8, that says this. It says, God doesn't look at the outward things. He looks at the inward things, right? And so what they saw was physically. And you know what? If you were told that you were too young too many times, that can affect you. Oh, you're too young to see God move. You know what, Addie, you're too young to preach or to t-shirt design. That's what you did for fine arts, right? Phoenix, you're too young to speak. You know what, you're, you know what, you're too young to give a sermon. Or Maya, you know what, you're too young to, you know, to, 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 to lead people in worship. Emma, you're too young to lead people in worship. You know what, Daniel, Daniel you're too young to be a, a, a great musician. And you know what, they tried to diminish David. And what happens is, is, that, is, that, is, is that words can affect who we are. And so... One thing that we've got to realize is this is that is is that is that words do affect us, but we have a God that speaks the right words to us. Pastor Brock, what are you talking about? Well, words have power, but here's one thing that I know is that is that is that our God speaks to who we're gonna be. Our God speaks to our future. You know what? Humans speak to our our, our present and our past. I found it rarely that, you know what, people look at you and say, Man, you're gonna be great. No, someone says you're you're messed up, right? Or they say something along those lines. God speaks to your future. Man, and so they viewed David as a boy. They tried to diminish him. They tried to doubt him. And you know what? There's this uh, phrase, and you guys are going to know as soon as I say it exactly what phrase it is. But I do not like this quote because it is not true. It is actually the, the, the worst quote ever. And this is the quote right here. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Who has ever heard that before? Who ever heard that? That phrase is wrong, right? Who in here can agree that phrase is wrong? I, I don't like that quote, firstly, because I don't want sticks or stones to break my bones, amen, right? You know, <laughs> all right, I don't think like that to happen, but words do hurt. You know what? Here's another thing, because, because I started looking up words quotes and started, like, disproving them. I don't know why I started doing that, but six stones, that's wrong. Words matter. Words have power. Words hurt. What's the next thing? Actions speak louder than, but words still speak. Don't you think about that? Actions speak louder than words, but words still speak. What you say, what you put out there still happens. It still crosses through the ear or canal. Some of you guys, it goes in and out, you know, right? It's like, right? Like, but some, some people it holds on to. Actions speak louder than words, but words still speak. The words you say just don't go away. You know what? The, the words that, you know what, somebody speaks to you, it affects you. Miss Erin can tell you all about that, right? You know, she, she, she went to college for that. She's actually still in college for that, and she's doing her work for it. Words affect you. Words matter. And you know what? There's one thing that I've learned, and this is probably the most truest quote I've heard, heard out there. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Pastor Brock, why are you talking about words? You know what? Why are you talking about these things? Because I feel like this generation is looking for 
confirmation. You know, I, I feel like Gen Z, I, I believe it's a catch-22. You, you don't care, but you care. You know what, the, the words that you hear, they, they don't affect you, but they base sort of what you're going to do. And you know what, hurt people hurt people. You know what, Luke 6.45 Luke talks about out of the overflow of your mouth, or sorry, out of the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. You know what, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people because they've been hurt before. Sad people say sad things because they've gone through sadness. Angry people say angry things because they've gone through anger, right? So there's a connection you know what, let, let me tell you this really quick, and let me stand on a soapbox really quick before, before we go to this altar call. Let me stand on my soapbox for a second, and, this, and, and I want us to read this verse together. It's Matthew 12, but your, your words matter. I want you to listen to me. Your, your, your words matter. The words that you say, they matter. The things that you say, they matter. The, the people that you talk to, the words that you use, the way you speak to your parents, the way you speak to people, it matters. Pastor Brock, prove it to me in the scripture. Prove it to me. Matthew 12, 36. When I saw this, my jaw dropped because it began to reflect me. So it says this, Matthew 12, 36. Let's read this. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because that word idle there doesn't mean like, like, like you know, the, the right words when you came up in front of the church and told your testimony or, you know, spread the, no, that, that word idle there means every single word that you spoke where, where, you, where you didn't even think about even saying anything. Who has ever, like, said something and they didn't think about it beforehand and it got you in a lot of trouble, right? Okay, amen. Okay, good. There are some humans in here. You know, if you didn't raise your hand, please pray for me because I still, you know, struggle with that, right? I have a dog that does crazy things. I have a cat that wakes me up at 3 a.m. smacking me in the face. And I just, uh, nothing. All right, and I just, uh, you know, Jesus, right? But every single word that you speak, every word that you speak, you will be held accountable for. So that means, Pastor Rob, what does that mean? When... The rapture happens, or when you die and you go to heaven, or sorry, when you die and you go through judgment. Sorry, that's probably the best word. When you go through judgment, I want you to listen to me. This is real. What Pastor Brock is fixing to say is real. This ain't a fake thing. This ain't, this ain't something that Pastor Brock or a, a tactic that I'm using to scare you. No, because Jesus said it. He said, you must give an account for every single word that you say. Pastor Brock, what does that mean? Every single time that you disrespected or dishonored your parents. Every single time that you spoke to a friend or to somebody and you spoke down to them, Jesus is going to go, why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? Or every single time that, you know what, you may have even slandered God. I want you to think about this. Every single time that you may have slandered God or you said something like that, Jesus is going to go, or God's going to sit there, he's going to go, okay, why'd you say that? You're, you're held accountable. You, youth, let me tell you something. You're... Whatever you do has consequences. Your words have consequences. Your actions have consequences. You can't run around this world and be scot-free. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sounding like super adultish right now, right? I feel, I feel like I'm like a teacher right now, but it's the truth. You need to hear the truth, though. And verse 37 says this. The words you say will either acquit or condemn you. I want you to think about that. I love watching, like, trial cases, and I like watching judges and all that stuff and jury. I don't know why. I, I, I'm weird about that. I like watching those shows. But 
your words have power. Do you know the reason why authorities, whenever they, okay, sorry, I, I, I know this is a rabbit trail, but, but I'm going somewhere with it. You know the reason why lawyers tell you whenever there's an incident happening that you should go to see your lawyer not speak is because they can acquit or condemn you for it, right? So, Pastor Rock, what does that mean in my life spiritually? That means that, you know what, whatever you go through, you got to keep your heart and your mouth on check. That means that whenever, you know what, your parents are asking you to do something that you don't want to do, instead of saying what you want to say, you need to pause for a second, think about it, you know what, pray about it, run it through, you know what, the filters, run it through what God wants you to say, and speak back and respect. Jesus, touch me, Father. There's a Holy Spirit happening right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right? You guys need to write that down right there, whatever I just said. <laughs> just kidding. But the words that you say, Sarah, you can come on up here and get ready. But the words that you say do matter. The things that you say do matter. The things that you begin to speak out, they matter. The, the way that you address people, they do matter. The words that you speak to people, they matter. And the words that you get, they matter, right? Pastor Brock, what are you talking about? There has been a, and first I'm wrapping up with this. There has been a, uh, there's been like this thing that where where um, like people view your generation lesser. I, I'm just gonna be honest. Who who never feels like the older generation looks down on you? Just just be honest. Okay, okay. You, you can put your hands down. I want to stand here as the last millennial. <laughs> 1996. Thank you, Jesus. Right. And you, I want to apologize on behalf of the older generations. You know the reason why? Because you know what they say? I bet you guys have heard these before. Oh, your generation can't do anything. Your generation's lazy. Is that, is, is it starting to ring a bell? You're, nothing good can come from your generation. You're a troubled generation. You're a Christless generation. You don't know what you're doing. That affects us, right? And and you, I want to apologize on behalf of that. Because we read in Proverbs 18, 21 that the power of life and death lies in what? Our tongue, our words. And I want to apologize. And I want to speak something over you. From one generation to the next. From a millennial down to Gen Z. I missed it by one year. Hallelujah. I'm just kidding. I actually feel older now. I, I claim both. But let me speak a blessing over you. Let me speak something to you. Let me speak to the person that you are. Let me speak to the young lady that you are, Shan. Let me speak to the young man that you are, Colton. Let me speak to you guys from an older generation. Let me speak to who you are. Youth, you are a child of God. Your generation are children of God. Your generation will be the change. I want, you to, I want you to listen to me. Your generation is the future of the church. You, we're going to see pastors raise up from this youth group. We're going to see missionaries raise up from this youth group. We're going to see evangelists and prophets raise up from this. We're going to see worship leaders. We're going to see, you know what, the lawyers, uh, nurses, doctors. We're going to see sports. We're going to see people raise up here because you are the future of the church. You're the future of Christianity. Your generation will see a move of God. I'm declaring that. 
power of life and death lies in our words and our tongue. Well, I'm speaking over you. Your generation will see a move of God. You guys already know this, but <laughs> your generation's bold. Y'all, y'all say whatever y'all want to, amen? Right? <laughs> y'all, no filter, for real, for real. Jesus, I pray for filter. Your generation will have a filter, amen? All right, okay, there we go. I spoke that one. Your generation will see suicide rates drop. Your generation will see violence come to an end. Your, your generation will see drugs drop. Your generations will see abuse rates drop. Your generation will see divorce rates drop. Your generation will see school shootings drop. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to me. We can laugh. We can sit there idly. We can not take hold of it. But Matthew, Matthew said it best. Everything that we say, everything that we do, all of our actions are held accountable for. Your generation will see abortions end. Your generations will end generational curses. Your generation will start generational blessings. Your generation is the key to revival. I want you to listen to me. Your, your generation, whatever words you speak, they're going to happen. The words that you speak is going to happen. Your generation, there's a call of God on you, and you will answer. Your generation, this is my last one, your generation will change this world. I stand by it. If I didn't believe in you guys, man, I'd just be talking like, you know, pizza parties and, you know, playing dodgeball after service, which we, may, which we will do that. I like fun. But this generation, there's something special about you guys. The, the, more, the more I thought about it, the more I prayed about it, the more I saw your faces leading Leading churches, leading people, in your workplace, having small groups. In your workplaces, you're leading people to Christ. Man, I see it. And you know what? There's one thing I want you guys to listen. Is that the words matter. And you know what? I don't know what you're dealing with. So let's stand up and come on up to the front really quick.